0: Welcome to the Triathlete Hour. It's our last episode of 2021, and we have a quick, fun one for you today. Sid and I debate all things best from the year. Best athlete, race, performance, and our predictions for next year. Plus, we recap the last big race weekend of the year, from the crashes to the prize money. Now, we'll be back in January. So in the meantime, we hope you'll enjoy the special podcast we have lined up for you over the holidays. Stay tuned next week for that surprise. All of that after this break. Power your next adventure with Outside Plus. Our Outside Plus membership gives you access not just to exclusive triathlete content, but to content across all our network brands like Backpacker, Velo News, Outside Magazine, and Trail Runner. With an annual membership, you get two magazine subscriptions, two Velo Press books, a library of resources like yoga journal meditation classes and clean eating meal plans, gear and event discounts, access to Gaia GPS, dozens of training plans through today's plan software, and a free finisher picks package each year, all for just $99. This is the world's best resource for training, nutrition, know-how, and how-tos. Join at triathlete.com backslash outside plus. That's outside P-L-U-S one word.com. All right, Sid, it's our last show of the year, the end of 2021, and you are coming to us fresh off fifth place at Daytona. How was it? I know the big thing is if you had gotten fifth last year, you would have gone home with like $30,000. And this year, you only went home with like (laughs) $3,000.
1: And and then actually, if I'd have came third, which was always going to be a long shot, but it was semi-possible at one point on the run. Um, I would have moved up ahead of Nicholas Burig in the Challenge Family world bonus and would have been another five grand richer as well at the end of it. (laughs) See,
0: these are the things people don't pay attention to. All the extra money. I
1: I know. I mean, to be fair, I was so stoked with my swim. I was pretty much ready to finish the race then in T1. I was like, I'm done. Swim. Happy. Let's just end it now um yeah i mean it's and it now feels like christmas because the race is out of the way i can actually think that christmas is about to happen even though i'm in florida and it's sunny and it's warm i'm in right. and t-shirt again um no another yes if i'd have finished fifth last year it would have been a little bit different but that probably wouldn't have happened as well <laughs> um it was another great event though they daytona team they really do I think they're just getting better and better as each year goes on. Um, Like learning how to put the event on at the track and like working with the pros. And then obviously the, the live coverage, which I haven't, I haven't seen yet. I am going to go back and watch it. Um, I know they're putting together like the hour condensed version for NBC. Right.
0: So like this year you had to pay $2.99 to watch live coverage, but then they're going to have a special on NBC sports this weekend. And then an actual special on NBC on New Year's day which is, I mean, you know, it
1: doesn't happen that often for triathlon. So no. it's pretty exciting. That's yeah. it. And I think, like, even the team, like, talking to the production team, NASCAR Productions and, and, and like, the commentary guys and stuff, like, they're, they're still new in, you know, yes, they do productions for NASCAR on live TV, like, every weekend and stuff. But this triathlon is still pretty new. And they they're really excited that each year that, you know, they did Daytona last year, they did mm-hmm. Miami, and then Daytona this year. And they're just kind of, like, getting more and more excited about how like we you know trying to do this or this or yeah no that didn't work but this will work and and that sort of thing so um I think that's really great really great for the sport as well
0: yeah and it wasn't as big um, a prize purse because the PTO didn't back and it. it wasn't the PTO championships this year. So it was a smaller race, but you were telling me that they had a prize purse for the sprint race and they reallocated yeah. it to the Olympic and gave you guys like bonuses, preems for best transition. It was,
1: best. it was really exciting. So we found out like at the, the, the pro meeting. So like literally the day before the race that they'd originally planned to have a pro sprint race, which has had an allocated prize purse as well. And then um, so they decided when they, they didn't have that race, they put the prize purse from that race into our race. So they actually paid. So it was 100K originally and it was paying the top eight, which was fantastic anyway. And if you consider that's equivalent of a an Ironman full distance big race that has been this year and we're doing a kind of just just under a half distance, I guess. And um, So they then put that money from the sprint race into our race and paid the top ten, which was fantastic. So, and then they put a prem on of a thousand US dollars for your fastest, the fastest T one transition, so male, female, separate, and then the fastest T two transition, male, female. Well, I, I was so stoked with my swim. I think I then just like ruined my T (laughs) one transition. All that work in the swim went out the out the water as I struggled in t1 and the camera was like right there and i was just laughing going well i'm not getting t1 cream kind of thing (laughs) um but it it was cool it just added a little bit more excitement into the race and you know there was an opportunity for those athletes that potentially might weren't going to finish top 10 or might not or didn't have the race they wanted they could still Mm -hmm. try and pick up pick up a pre I mean in the pro in the pro meeting we're talking about all stupid things like should you just run through transition like in your wetsuit grab your bike right and helmet and like just to get through and then and then sort your wetsuit out at like one of the aid stations on the bike sort of thing or or will you end up riding the bike and then just take your wetsuit off in like t2 kind of thing but it- I mean it's probably yeah there's probably a point where which you're like well this race isn't going well and then you're like
0: so I'm just going to nail this thousand yeah. dollars so yeah. like
1: it, there was discussion like in for for the t2 transition like could could you run out without your trainers on? Could you literally just right. run in, rack your bike, grab everything and run out over the the, the timing, yeah. rack and then stop and put everything on, which in theory, technically you could, but you could do that. Why yeah. Not? We decided, you know, there's, and you could have run the whole race in barefoot. There's no rule against that, but no. technically like we all decided, no, like you've got to do transitions as if it's ain't <laughs> you know, as if you're trying to do the normal race, but it's just how fast you can go. So, yeah that was really cool that the race did that so yeah okay
0: i think i probably would have just run straight through t2 get my (laughs) i'm not gonna win a thousand dollars (laughs) otherwise and then stop (laughs) so yeah so yeah so i mean obviously christian won daytona too and you know solidified kind of his he's had an amazing year and we'll argue about this in a second because at the end of this year here there's been a couple athletes that have just had really killer years um but first, before we argue about who is the best athlete of the year, there was a whole bunch of races. I feel like this was really the last big race weekend of the year. It was, yeah. So there's a whole bunch of races. And in Indian Wells in California, last big 70.3 of the year, I was all excited about some of the Olympic guys moving up. There's a bunch of Olympians moving up in distance. Yeah. Like Keyes Zafaris is about to, uh, Johnny Brownlee just did. And so this race was Vince Louise and Yelly Jens. I can't yeah. And I was like, no way Vince doesn't win this. No way. Unless he gets hit by a car, it turns out. <laughs> and we're
1: allowed unless, to laugh. He's okay. He's unless fine. there is outside assistance and not making right. him win. And we're not saying that it was uh, Lionel or no, anything no. like that. <laughs> but my understanding, because I was texting
0: um, with some people there, is that when the lead car went to like transition from the right lane to the left lane, kind of when you change contraflow of traffic, uh, they instead were directed to make a left turn. And obviously Vince is, you know, however many yards, like hundred meters behind the lead car. And they turn into a neighborhood and then a person pulling out of their driveway hit him. Tesla, yeah. Which is, and I catch the question, then we kept texting each other. Like I was texting other friends last night was, why does this keep happening? Like this keeps yeah. happening, the lead men, because they're like so far out in front. I've heard stories of like, The cop stopping the lead car, the cop, and the person runs into it, the cop misdirected a cop saying like, oh, a car can come through thinking that the biker is going slower than they are. And the biker just like slams into the car. Like we know this happens over and over again. It's ridiculous.
1: I think it was. uh, And yeah, it it does. And it shouldn't happen. I think it was. Look, you don't want it to happen to anybody and any athlete. I think the shock of it happening to Vincent and obviously his, his girlfriend Taylor Spivey was there and they've come from an ITU background or a WTS right. background where their experience of racing as a professional, it's it's closed roads, it's very right. sealed, it's very secured. And so suddenly it's like, yeah, welcome to the long distance world. This is how <laughs> we've been managing it for the last few years kind of thing. Um, and maybe you hope that there's a their voices are heard now you'd like to think it was heard before something like that had to happen and you know because you never want to see anyone getting getting hit but yeah it it does keep happening we've had too many races this year I Mm -hmm. I wonder whether it's because mate and it's not an excuse but if the you know race organizers are so focused on all the covid protocol that they've actually forgot to go back to some of the basics of actually putting that race on and and briefing everyone correctly I don't know I'm
0: it's also possible they're under i mean i know they're understaffed a lot on volunteers and cops this year and so that's certainly probably a factor and then um when you're understaffed you're kind of like going with people who maybe didn't work the race before and so aren't like as familiar yeah um and the other thing like we do see it happen frequently to the front men because they're like so far out in front nobody's expecting them yet or they think it's a mistake or they're like why is this car on the course you know that kind of
1: thing but he like full credit to like vince he looked like when you saw him at the like when you saw him racing in the footage it's like okay I heard he got hit but didn't look anything right. too bad and then you saw him at the end and like it looked like literally almost looked like tire marks across his suit and like just battered around the face and the grazers and stuff so like full credit to him that he actually was able yeah. to carry on I mean it could have been like it could have been a lot worse and yeah and it's not just I mean we, we talk about it's happening more and more at the front of the race it's not just happening at the front of the race yeah. I know plenty of age groupers who yes. have had similar incidents and yeah it's it's not on really but I don't know how yeah it's hard for it's harder you're it, other... you definitely not getting knocked off a. well you hope I'm not on a Daytona racetrack which is like yeah. sealed and, and I did nearly crash into the grass but that's my own stupid fault <laughs>
0: And it's hard when you explain to people who are used to like marathons and stuff yeah they're like oh there are cars on it like it's not a totally closed course and you're like no it's almost never the case yeah, you know
1: exactly yeah so yeah and um, i am gonna say just jumping in now i want to say hello to scott green okay. who <laughs> found me in the hotel lobby and went oh my god i listened to you We're on the triathlete <laughs> magazine podcast and i was like yes i made it i've got a fan from the podcast <laughs> All right, we're
0: just oh, gonna like take that time out. Thank
1: you <laughs> very much. <laughs> oh man, all right, so no crashing at Daytona. No, no think? Think. crashing at Daytona. Ah, ooh, well, well, Starkey, well. Starkey had a crash before the race, and I think Colin mm. Charter had a crash before the race because he said he, you know, he didn't finish the race and he said he, anyway, but yeah, but not no, the in crash. the race, not during the race, I don't not think. Not during the race yeah vince got up and finished second yeah. uh
0: him and lionel were running together obviously and i to Ly- lionel's credit, it i mean lionel um said you know i was hoping every like i wanted i wanted, wanted to race traveled. against the best yeah yeah like i wanted to race against the best this wasn't like his best day he got hit by a car like we'll that's we'll why be not- it again
1: that's why lionel has kept extending his season hasn't it you know he couldn't he didn't want to miss out on california then right. it was like, let's go to Florida. And then it's like, oh, Norman Vincent now is turning up. Well, let's do another one on 70.3. Let's race these ITU boys. He always
0: just wants to race the best, you he know? Does. I get it. It's cool. cool it's fun.
1: Yeah. Um, and I also
0: got to say, like, I don't love Indian Wells. I feel like last year, or the last time it happened, which was two years ago when I did it, um, a dog jumped out at Eric and almost took him out, Eric Lagerstrom. Huh. So it's like, you never know what's going to happen, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. But there's one other race this weekend. One Small other big one. race. Small one. Small race. Exterra Worlds. Yeah. Which turned into a duathlon. Yes. Because the storm, uh, the swell was so big. Which, like, on the first, one hand, I was like, oh, it's Xterra. It's supposed to be crazy. <laughs> on the other hand, Hawaii was getting like 12 inches of snow this weekend. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: is like but it's okay because climate change doesn't exist as somebody tried to tell me this week. Anyway.
0: So it was not. So they canceled the swim and it was a duathlon. I think Flora would have Flora Duffy would have won no matter what. I think we all agree on that. Uh the men's race though was a little more like so Bradley Weiss,
1: who's defending champ, couldn't make it because South Africa's lockdown, which sucks. Yes. Uh, I mean, and he did have a shared a few tears when he wrote that post and stuff like literally i think if he'd have flown one or two days earlier mm-hmm. he'd be fine and in and then he would just have to deal with getting home but yeah i mean it was such a shame
0: so that kind of sucked uh because i would have really liked to see because what well, the interesting thing was hayden wilde uh bronze medalist at yeah. the olympics was coming back to xterra and yeah. i would have really liked to see them go at it like that would have been very cool
1: um yeah interesting yeah yeah I think that would have been yeah super cool to see just because that's from like Hayden started doing Xterra as an age grouper and I think he won he won worlds as an age grouper so now as a sort of a completely different level of athlete and coming off the back of like that bronze medal at the Olympics and then going up against like Bradley Rice someone like that would have been yeah super exciting to see I also was watching some of their videos of them like course
0: previewing, and it, obviously it was still a storm, like it got pretty muddy. I don't I I don't know how they go, and I know I always feel this way when I watch mountain bikers, but I don't know how you go so fast and don't like hit a tree <laughs>
1: <laughs> on like single track sliding in the mud. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Yeah. Um anyway, Flora won her
0: sixth Xterra title, which you is know, a record cool. number. And so now we have to debate. Okay. Flora won Olympic gold, World Championships, ITU, and Exterra World Champions all in the same year. That's pretty crazy. Christian won Olympic gold, set an Ironman world record. You know, as much as there is a world record, and I feel like what what like won everything else too. Yeah. Who had the best season? Well, because the other thing is like, so we just did our best of 2021, and I will say we named our athlete of the year as Lucy. Because in a lot of ways, like, Lucy had an amazing year. If you look – and part of the reason we named her our Athlete of the Year is because I think – I'm going to make the case. You ready? I think she epitomized the spirit of 2021, which was very, very much this new branch, new branch, new core of athletes, new squad, uh, doing everything, right? Like, she was like, I'll try Olympic swim trials. I'll do Zwift racing. I'll run a marathon. I'll finally win my world championship at 70.3. Like, she – I'll do super. League. Do I'll be, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I felt like we picked her as athlete of the year because she really exemplified that spirit. But who actually had the best season? Lucy, Christian, Flora, Gustav, Jan. So, it's hard to pick.
1: So I've got a. I'm semi biased because I gave Christian a lift home in my car, which I was super <laughs> excited about. I'm like, oh my god, I've got a golden list in my car. When we were discussing this back, when you were looking to put Lucy as like athlete of the year. I was like torn between Lucy and Flora then right. and like we both we both said we're Flora fans I I think like Flora now just with that Xterra world title at the end and winning the Olympics WTS world championships I, I kind of like as a triathlete and I think like that's a pretty good season. Like that's, that's a-, a pretty good season. Solid yeah, solid season and we'll champion and a gold medal at the Olympics. You know that kind of thing. Um, Christian, how I I think it has to be the Christian the the floor of the Christian. Like
0: Christian really
1: covered a wide range, right? Yeah. He went from like because
0: he also won the world championships, ITU, yes. Yes. and he won the gold, and then he wanted an Ironman debut in seven twenty one, yeah. which totally like arguing about the time we can argue about that in a second but
1: it's still yeah crazy crazy yeah and then like the middle distance and stuff so yeah it's hard between it's a hard pick between the three like Mm. maybe yeah maybe lucy is the athlete of the year you have like a performance of the year i think you can also
0: be i mean it's like obviously we picked lucy partially because she exemplified the spirit i think you can be like kind of like the athlete of the year the person of the year without necessarily having like there are other people who could have had a best season uh i think christian's hard to see if christian just hadn't flatted at 70.3 worlds and this would all be decided (laughs) then we would know how he shook out
1: that's it yeah yeah
0: That's, that's the problem yeah and I was all excited that Flora might do seventy point three Worlds. Um, but I think it was just it was way too much stuff like in there. Because uh, so. then that would also have decided this, see?
1: Yeah. And I do think Flora is that athlete that um is one of those athletes again that can probably win at Super League, at short distance, at Xterra at seventy point like half distance. Um potentially if and when she wants to go up to the full she can probably win at that and yeah maybe she's not there yet but i think her the range that she can cover at the moment as well is still pretty pretty big and doing in pretty dominant dominant fashion
0: yeah i expect um i mean i have no inside knowledge on this but i would Love to see her at seventy point three worlds next year. I expect yeah. we'll see that. I know there are a number. I know Katie Zafaris has said she's making her debut in seventy point three. That'll be awesome to see. Then, Obviously, Taylor Nib is doing whatever the hell Taylor Nib
1: wants to do. <laughs> she can do anything. I've um, heard. It, I've heard a few other WTS athletes asking, you know, asking about time on time trial bikes and mm-hmm, sort of things. Mm-hmm. So I think there might be a few others, a few others next year as well. Just maybe doing a few races to get those slots in 70.3 worlds because they're seeing now that you can do you can do both and and maybe also it's the pto rankings true maybe they're like because after all of this where is christian ranked oh i don't even know he's not even in the rankings because he's a nobody he's not he's not like the best athlete in the world he's I think he's like forty third or forty eighth. Yeah, he's in the top fifty at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Which is ridiculous. Anyway, another story. Let's not get into anyway. That. Anyway, no, for sure. And
0: I think I mean of all, like we also saw Vince Louise and Yelly Yelly Jens uh, make their seventy point three debuts. And I think I think Vince is going to end up being like a very dominant seventy point three racer, like for sure. Yeah. Um, and I yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting. Yeah. Is everyone kind of? I mean, you always see that after the Olympics, people like move up in distance. But now I think they're realizing they don't have to pick one; they can yeah, do all the things. To yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, but then you said if it's not an athlete of the year, it's like a race or performance of the year. What is then your performance of the year pick?
1: Um, I'm gonna go Flora gold medal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it was a perfectly executed obviously it was it was a very well executed race right like she did absolutely everything and I think like the pressure that she's had over like the five years going into that Mm -hmm. race and off the back of Rio and and London and just then history that she created and like you said just that perfectly executed race everything Mm -hmm. she did yeah just I think it's yeah I think it was awesome
0: I think uh, Christian's gold medal was actually, to me, and I know a lot of people, I know our our sport tends to care more about long distance yeah. than Olympic, but his gold medal performance was more impressive than his Ironman world record. I agree. I voted
1: for that on some poll as well. <laughs> on some poll.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he turned himself inside out for that yeah. gold medal. Yeah. I mean, vomiting everywhere. Yeah. I still like, I don't like those were my favorite pictures. We didn't reuse them in our photo of the year, but everyone vomiting at the end of the men's yep. finish is my favorite.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. And then I do think, obviously, you have to, I mean, if we're talking about dominance, I, Lucy's 70.3 was also like pretty, pretty well, impressive. Pretty
1: special. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Um, And that's why it's like hard to pick pick those performances and, and to be fair it's a good job we didn't have any world championships over the long distance as well to <laughs> then add another athlete's performance into the mix to try and decide it's really I just sit on the fence with everything so yeah like they're all amazing they're all amazing yeah. don't upset anybody <laughs> will, everyone, will everyone be my friend <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, I obviously and like Gustav's really good, of course. I think we're all excited about Gustav versus Christian versus Jan versus Lionel next year, and it has now started to sound us so now. We're looking forward, our predictions for twenty twenty two. Christian, who may be just as cra- like race crazy as Lionel, has said that he is going to do both Ironman World Championships and his sub seven attempt,
1: and maybe race an ITU schedule. It's like not like also and wants to do another. Iron distance or Ironman race in there as well because it's like he's like feels like it's all about that learning and that training day and and stuff like that. So yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely going after both long Ironman World Championship wins: May, Saint George, October, Kona. I think the question for next year is: Can
0: anyone win three world titles in the year? Because
1: yes. you could win
0: both at full distance you could do 70.3 you could do ITU worlds yeah it would be hard to do all those time-wise but can anyone win because obviously some people have won two in a year now yeah
1: um it is I think three is three yeah can anyone win three and if anyone is going to do it the Norwegians are going to do it <laughs> I think <laughs> like yeah yeah
0: We don't. Do we know yet if Jan is going to do May in Saint George?
1: Um, Again, I I don't know. I haven't. I think people heard that he was mentioning it on Mm -hmm. some unit, but I haven't heard or looked out for that. Um, Maybe the fact of Christian coming out and saying he's going for both and wants both. Maybe that will excite or entice, or whether it's like more for. And I don't know, yeah, And it's it's the Kona, the Kona world title. You know, he's after that. that yeah, he's made that he just, very clear. He's after those, yeah. those the number of world titles in, you know, the Kona world championship. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's made that
0: pretty clear that Kona means more to him. And also he's like, I know he's ageless, but, you know, he's also 40. He is. So. Like, no, he's ageless. He's like, he's ageless. He's All right. What are your other predictions for next year, for 2020? And it's hard to make predictions because, you know, Everybody doesn't get their stupid vaccines and wear their masks. We might not have any races
1: again. Exactly. Yes. So. <laughs> um, I, oh, I mean, I think Lucy is. in it's hard. <laughs> it's not really. It Don't seem like very crystal ball. Like, uh-huh. I mean, I think Lucy's probably going to dominate over that longer. That, like the, I think she'll win a potentially win a long course world title just 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 say it just be like lucy is gonna win the right. iron Man
0: world championships next yeah. year
1: you know i think we're gonna see taylor nib just go from strength to strength <laughs> and i think flora is gonna be just like <laughs> i'm world champion at Xterra and gold yeah. medalist and i'm still gonna crush you all kind of thing <laughs> there you go. There um you go. and he's probably gonna become yeah some other queen of every land in the country um yeah that's my, I think that that's your prediction. On the, men, on the men's side, I think it's going to be the Norwegians and the Scan. I'm going to broaden that to the Scandinavians that are going to be leading the charge and taking the sport to the next level. Um, and everyone else is going to have to keep up to, yeah, step up to keep Yeah,
0: I think in some ways here, like Gustav and Christian got really big kind of in this COVID time. And you've seen a lot of the people who got big during this time, have not yet had the recognition and sponsorship and money just because there's been a bit of a delay kind of in, in all that. Yeah. And so I fully expect them to become much bigger stars next year. I mean, they're, they should be big stars. Uh, it would be disappointing. It's like I Guys, think- basically, I'm saying go sponsor them, people. Well, this was yeah.
1: a, I think I heard at the weekend as well, Magnus Dietlhoff, who has pretty much established himself over this year as the Uber biker, um mm-hmm. sorry Starkey sorry Lionel sorry Sam Long like Magnus he had, he doesn't have a bike sponsor in fact to be fair most of the pros don't have bike sponsors at the moment <laughs> well that's true it is that time of year
0: but yeah but it still feels like there are a few I mean you see this in running a lot there's been quite a few people who are like unsponsored or work yeah. full-time jobs winning big things lately yeah. and I think there's like a COVID lag here where hopefully they all kind of start catching up and getting recognition. And
1: I think what we I was talking about it today with someone as well. I think what we also saw this year in this just step up in a lot of performances because of last year's racing or lack of racing. People actually just trained consistently in one place. Like they weren't affect, you know, they weren't traveling all over the place. They weren't tapering down for a race, they weren't recovering from a race. They weren't having to kind of get that up and down of training flow and that actually just a year of consistent training and a bit of rest has suddenly meant that we're seeing these next level of performances come through this year. Um, whether that carries on or whether I think for some people right. they've gone like some people have gone all on yeah. and like yeah. raced everything, and I think there'll be maybe some level of fatigue into next year. Um, I, I don't think that's the case with the Norwegians, but um, I think yeah, that's another reason of this step up in performance as well.
0: The Norwegians are the only people I believe when they tell me, like, what their regular workouts are. Most people exaggerate and give you their hardest workout and are like, oh, this is my regular. The Norwegians are the only people you're like, oh, yeah, I think that's actually a yeah. regular workout.
1: Yeah. yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. Um, But, yeah, no, 100%. There are going to be some people who hit some fatigue point next year. Or you're just going to see a few more injuries, a few more. And it's not like anyone's going to pin it down to, oh, it was because I overdid it. But it's just, we'll yeah. just start over. Oh, like, it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I can't quite decide about next year is kind of on the age group level what's going to happen with racing because my sense is things are not selling out right now. Not the, like not the way they used to, and I think it's because everyone still has rollovers. Everyone's still nervous about signing up for a race and having it canceled or changed. Or like you're you're like I'm not going to yeah. get I'm not going to put down that much money right now. I can wait. And it doesn't seem like everything's selling out. I don't know a ton of people who have like planned their calendars for next year yet. It feels like we're all just sort of waiting. I also know that a ton of independent races, you don't know yet that they're gone because you still kind of think like they might be, they're gone. Like there's a bunch, a bunch that um, are just not coming back and people haven't really realized yet. And so I'm really curious kind of how this is going to play out next year um, on an age group level. Like, if people are going to have a resurgence, if we're going to see people doing like different kinds of races next year, I think they're for sure. Everyone's kind of looking for something and they don't know
1: exactly what it is. Yes. Yeah. I think I agree with you on that. I think there's a little bit of hesitation going into next year again of going, we think we're back to normal. So we're almost like ready to push the button and on plan and, and enter those races. But then there's some rollover, but then some races seem to me, yeah, like you said, sort of there's still that uncertainty again, currently at the moment, like, yeah, can we, are we going to be able to travel again? And is it worth it? Yeah.
0: Uh, Plan on local races. That's my advice. Here's my only prediction and this is terrible because it's like my hometown race. My only prediction is that Ironman California is going to have a fire delay cancellation smoke next year (laughs) because of how bad things have been. Uh, yes. and because that's just how this goes. It's just, that's how it goes. True. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it'll be an interesting year though. We have been pushing, you know, the whole try different things, be a real multi-sport athlete, do multiple sports, do lots of stuff.
1: Why not? Yeah. And that, I mean, saying that that's kind of quite interesting what the, the clash team are talking about. They've got, you know, a few races coming up next year at different, um, different nascar race tracks but there's also it's not just the flat fast circular track that you saw at daytona i mean we saw in miami right. that, that was yes it was flat but it was very different course because it was a little, quite a lot twisty and turny and and windy and that affected the race and then um Watkins so doing Watkins Glen, is yeah. what can do is like quite a lot of elevation i've heard and then, then they're talking about like off-road trail races and gravel races and mountain bike track you know and all that sort of thing so Really trying to like cater and broaden it to that, that yeah wider wider market or give give the athletes maybe that they are looking for something like go here have a go at this. So I think that's quite. We're
0: all looking for something. We just don't know what it is. Right,
1: (laughs) something. I'm just. I think I'm looking for a couple to do the couples (laughs) tryout. I'm looking for a partner. That's what I'm looking
0: for.
1: (laughs) Oh, you would have had to start dating. Three months ago. Well, no, you, well, you can just backdate it on Facebook. It's fine. We'll just announce it on Facebook and just pretend it all happened for six months. <laughs> this is the question. For people who haven't been following, there's a couples championship in March. March? March. Yeah, in
0: March in Florida. And it's an invitational race. They've invited like, I don't know, right now it's like 10 pro couples to figure yep. out who's the fastest couple in triathlon. But the joke currently is how do you prove you're a couple? Yep. The rules are that you had to have been dating for six months. Who's checking? How are they checking? That's weird. Yeah. And I think some
1: people are staying together just to get their appearance fee and the
0: sure
1: like, <laughs> mutual agreements going on of going, we really don't need to be we're really not together anymore, but we're just gonna pretend like that till we till March the fifth or whatever date it is. So <laughs>
0: yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of pros looking to not be single right now yes. is what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would actually be a good dating app. We should start that. <laughs> that's, our, that's our that's our plan for 2022 <laughs> pro triathlete dating
1: <laughs> yes anyway less said
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. all right any other predictions for
1: 2022 um heck no I think that's it I think you've had you got me on there They're all it's yeah. we hit everything we hit everything we hit good. all of it yeah, I'm gonna come into the light. Not that the podcast listeners can see, but I'm slowly getting darker and darker here in the main the, in my room. I'm not sure Kelly can see me. <laughs> 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 All
0: right. Well, we are gonna take a break from the through the end of the year. We'll be back in January. We will have a special uh pop up treat podcast for you over the holidays. And, you know, have fun over the holidays, right? Oh my
1: god, I'm not gonna see you till twenty twenty two. We're not gonna chat again. <laughs> that's like happy christmas and all of that (laughs) and new year and everything yeah happy holidays whatever we need to say
0: yes thanks to sid for all the chats this year and thanks to all of you for listening with us throughout the year we hope you enjoyed it and we hope you come back in 2022 keep listening and keep training